Hello, you're listening to Deathbed Discs with your host, Jade Robles. On this podcast, I ask my guests to bring five songs that they want played at their funeral. In 2018, three people very close to me died in the space of eight months, and it changed my perspective on grief and death forever. It opened my eyes to the often sad, strange, and sometimes even a little bit funny world of both death and grief, and how important it is to talk openly about it. And what better way to talk about it than through music? Today, I have my first ever guest on Deathbed Discs. Iconic British fashion model, author of the delicious cookbook Sweetness and Light, creator of the podcast Femme by Daisy, and all-around creative, magical, talented goddess, who also happens to be my cousin, Daisy Lowe. Hi, Daisy. Hi. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. (laughs) My pleasure. (laughs) Um, What an intro. What an intro. What an intro. (laughs) I'm so excited that you um, have come to join me. So I'll start with my first question. Have you ever really thought about your funeral before? Um, I have definitely thought about my funeral over the years. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always thought about what song. I always knew about one song I would play on my my funeral you were preempting the podcast I was, I was preempting the podcast um and actually my mum and my boyfriend both have been really cross with me because when I've played the one particular song that actually I will be playing today both of them just called me really morbid and told me to be quiet um, um so yeah but only only musically never in any other in respect a- so you haven't thought, for example, what food you'd like to have at the wake? No. What food would you like? I don't know, isn't it? I feel like standard in my um, my mum's side of the family, they are Jewish. So whenever there is a funeral, there is always the same catering of like um, open rolls and bagels with smoked salmon, salmon and cream, cream cheese. cheese. <laughs> yeah. and, and, Bit of matzo balls. And um, <laughs> lots of pastries. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that and tea is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I guess, I mean, I think the, I've been to so many funerals in my life and I think it's always the most important thing about them is to celebrate that person's life. Mm. It should be a celebration. Mm. Grief's such an interesting thing though. I think, again, like coming from my mum's side of the family being Jewish, I think um, the way that the Jewish religion handles grief is really interesting with sitting shiver where for seven days you cover all of the mirrors um the immediate family to the deceased um all have to rip their clothes and no makeup and um sit on lower chairs to everybody in the Jewish else. tradition yeah for every day wow. for seven days and every day for seven days all the immediate family sit and they grieve and people just come and visit throughout that week and it really allows people to really face their mm. grief and really absorb it and deal with it and um so I just I think that it's quite a helpful mm. exercise that's so fascinating actually um 
seeing how different like religions deal with the process of when someone has died. For example, in Spain, they do tend to put the body out on show for about three days after. Wow. And like the family has to stay there. And I've always thought it's the most morbid thing because, you know, it's so draining for the family. You're just waiting. You're just waiting. Then people just come like after work or in between meetings and they just go say sorry and then leave again. And that's for three days and then the funeral. But it's done in like three days. Right. And and I guess in that respect, again, even though it is incredibly draining, then mm. you've really sat dealing. Mm-hmm. But being faced quite literally with a dead body, that must be really difficult. So I guess you've mm. being in Spain, you've had to go and visit lots yeah. of... I've had to do that, of like go and just visit them and, and you've just got... Also, it's like these, they're really kind of really cold clinical places and you've just got various rooms with various families. And you're oh, just so like... It's, it's in like a, a facility. Special, yeah, yes, yeah, they're special places. Oh, they're made okay. architecturally to look very beautiful, but they're very like always like marble... And then they're just like boxes, rooms, mm. where you just have the family and you have like a little tea area and then the person, the deceased. Mm. But then you just have like various families. Wow, how interesting. They find it, the Spanish find it fascinating that we take so long, for example, in doing funerals. Because we take, you know, minimum a week before. Not in the Jewish religion. Not, yeah. It's really quick. They get funeral fast and then you sit shiver. But it is weird. I mean, I know that I've had a couple of friends pass away and waited not just a week, weeks mm. for yeah. funerals. I mean, especially now as well. But, yeah, well, yeah. Mm. On that note, I'm going to ask you for your first song. Oh, okay. Um, so what is your first song and tell me why you've chosen it? Okay, so I chose, um, <laughs> I thought it was important to be a bit tongue-in-cheek with this. Definitely. Um, That's so why we're here. I, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I chose um, Hell is Round the Corner by Tricky. Nice. Um, because it's a song that I grew up to that I remember from my childhood. This Tricky album is one that my mum played throughout my upbringing. And I always was Really, and still am, I suppose, fascinated with that idea between heaven and hell. Mm-hmm. And I try to be a good person. I really do. But who knows? Maybe being a good person means I go to hell. Uh, <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> who knows? None of us are there. Or alive, just the no. world's going to like play your trick. Ha ha. You thought you were going somewhere, but you're actually going here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you thought it was really good to be nice to people, but actually. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so this is it. And uh, one of my favorite gigs of all time um, was going to see Tricky play at South by Southwest in Austin, Texas. And mm. it was... What a great show. It was incredible. But it was like, I genuinely felt like it was a ritual into a satanic cult. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was. I've never been so excited and frightened at, at the, the same, same time. time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I thought... It would be quite appropriate for a funeral. I mean, it sounds amazing. Let's play it. I stay out firm for a soil. Look a rock of falls. The leeches, yeast, and juicy. Dress me up in stitzy. Hell is round the corner where I shelter. Is a schism. Believe in our discovery. If you believe or deceive, common sense says shouldn't receive. 
For licensing reasons, you will only be hearing 30-second clips of all the songs chosen by our lovely guests. But if you want to hear the full thing, which you definitely should, you can follow our very own Deskbed Discs playlist. Right, now back to the show. Amazing. That was that was wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> Thank that you. was a real 90s iconic sound there. Super throwback. Super the, throwback. The trip hop. What a vibe. And also, I'd quite like my funeral to be like, a vibe. Yeah. Right? So I was going to ask you just before we, were, we sort of briefly touched on it, but do you believe in the afterlife? What do you think? Do you think there is something after? Um, I've pondered over this so much. Because um, actually uh, at 15, I, I, used, I started having really bad panic attacks. And it started because I think in the course of the space of a few weeks, um, uh, my you know, someone that I knew passed away and my mum gave birth to my little sister. And it was being greeted with the beginning and the end mm. of life and mortality and the idea of how long are all of us here and what does it all really mean? And I started doing a lot of searching and asking a lot of questions. And I also, I just remember being... A, like up, I, I just would wake up in the middle of the night not being able to breathe. So I was so panicked that even if I lived until ninety, it felt like not enough years. Mm. And I still think that sometimes mm. now. And actually, I think I found comfort in the idea that we live many lives. Mm. And I think my only, <laughs> you know that. I like I like there to be evidence, right? Um, so, of a second life, yeah. And uh, the only way that I could think that there was evidence of feel it is that there are so many people in my life that I've come across, and I feel like from the moment I've met them, I've known them before. Mm. And 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 then I also read this brilliant book called Many Lives, Many Masters. Have you heard about no. it? No. Um, it's by, I'll have to find it, but in Many Lives, Many Masters, it's all written by um, a psychologist who, um, psychotherapist, who, you know, he, he was a real scholar and complete, total scientist and not hippy-dippy, mm. <laughs> wasn't spiritual at all, um, but a trained clinical psychologist. Um and he used to, um, to help his patients, mm. um, used hypnotherapy. Um, and he came across this one particular woman who, he tried every trick in the book and she was so terrified of hypnotherapy that she wouldn't go anywhere near it for so many sessions. And eventually he was like, look, your symptoms are getting worse and worse and worse. And she was so anxious and, she, you know, she was afraid of everything. She was afraid of water, of heights, of... Um, people she couldn't deal with children you know there was loads of different phobias mm. all coming up and out and he finally convinced her to do this hypnotherapy and when she went under she actually started bringing up not memories from this life but from other lives wow. and from each time she went to see him, she would obviously heal these 
past traumas. It's like, you know, a life where I think she was drowned, another life where, you know, I guess she was very claustrophobic and therefore after each one of these sessions, each one of her phobias was healed or mm. kind of dissolved away. Um, and he couldn't understand it because initially he was trying to fight it being a, very, a man of science and mm. um and it's his accounts and it's wow really i mean that was the only thing that really calmed me about um the having proof of life after death wow i think it's interesting the kind of transformation and, and understanding that these are just stepping stones right and that we do kind of our souls you know we we are kind of vessels i do believe in that mm. that we're vessels and that that we carry our souls and and having actually seen firsthand um someone passing away and and really feeling like the exit of a soul mm. it's a very very bizarre um situation um but it you know it, i do feel like it's a you know where 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 that goes who knows but i feel like it just it's, it kind of lives there I think also um, on the kind of the reverse argument for that is I also like to feel and think mm. actually we've only got one life so we've got to make the most yeah, of it. Definitely. So there's and be really present and enjoy this one mm. and like let's all get together and just try and evolve as much as possible and help and heal as much as possible. And do a and podcast on death. Exactly, because <laughs> actually it could really help a lot of people. I think so. I mean, one of the goals of this podcast is to, you know, talk about these things with the hopes of being able to um, get people to feel more comfortable around the topic of death and the topic of grief and, and to discuss these things. And they don't tend to be discussed, you know, normally, mm. um, you know, given the nature of the subject, it can be tricky, but it's super important. I do believe it's super important to do it. Um, and, you know, to talk, you know, especially with things like your funeral, because, I mean, much, you know, it's much better to kind of be clear about it now. So, yeah. But you also, know. you know, it's, there has to, the stigma of it, well, it's not even stigma, but the fear around it. I do, it is a be, stigma though. Yeah, but it would be is. so great if that was dissolved because ultimately... We all gotta go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, it happens to everyone. Yeah. Um, literally, yeah. no one gets no, no. no, no one gets to no avoid one. it. Um, and actually, then if it comes to, I wouldn't want to avoid it. Like the idea of living forever terrifies me a lot more than death. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so fascinating. I wouldn't want to be immortal. I mean, like live until one hundred and ten. No. One hundred and ten sounds. Fine, yeah. cool, but forever. Like, have yeah. you seen Death Becomes Her? Yeah. <laughs> so, what's your next song? So, my next song, again, going with the idea of wanting everyone to enjoy celebrating my life. I would love um, Peggy Lee Fever um, because, actually... I'd like to think that this song has kind of helped embody certainly the the last kind of 15 years of my working life. <laughs> <laughs> but also with everyone in my life, I'd like to think that I love with all my heart and soul. And fever. Get, yeah, <laughs> with a lot of fever. <laughs> Never know how much I love you 
Never know how much I care When you put your arms around me I get a fever that's so hard to bear You give me fever When you kiss me fever When you hold me tight Fever In the morning A fever all through the night That was a great song. I'm so happy you brought that song because that just makes me feel really happy. And it's such a Daisy song as well. Yeah, so I think that that would probably be quite appropriate. (laughs) I think so. I wanted to ask you then, um, there are many ways of turning um, our bodies into things now. Like Mm -hmm. it's not just the ashes. You can be turned into a tattoo. You can be um, flown out into space. You can be put in space dust. Uh, space dust is that a thing? Space dust could be a thing. Anyway, you go <laughs> into something that is used to launch rockets. So Hunter S. Thompson was actually sent into space in that way. Okay. Or fireworks. I, I'd rather be a diamond than a anything diamond else. Arm. I mean, there's something to be said for going back into nature. Mm. Um, I just don't really like the idea of being buried. Mm. Um, so cremate, firework? Mm, cremated and into a diamond. But then I suppose who, does, who gets that diamond and what happens if like you get lost? That would cause a lot of family problems. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining that. <laughs> who gets Daisy? No, who gets Daisy? It's like, give it to my sister. And then my sister just loses me. Probably at a club. <laughs> at a club. <laughs> like, where's she gone? <laughs> I've yeah, but it, her. but it wouldn't be my soul. It would just be my body. I mean, I also, mm, yeah. I, I, like on my driver's license, I say that I want all of my organs donated. Yeah, I have the same um, thing too. So I guess it wouldn't even be all of me. No. <laughs> um, Only just a bit. Just a bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little taster. <laughs> um so, yeah, I think out of all of them, I'd like to be a diamond. I like diamonds. A diamond. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be a really nice way. I just have to hope that no one loses me. Just have to make a lot series of diamonds. <laughs> Don't know how much of me there's going to be when I actually pop my clogs. <laughs> <laughs> my clogs. <laughs> I've so I don't know if you know this, but I think um, as my cousin, you should know this. One thing I do want is a bench. Oh my god, I'd love a bench. Yeah. Where do you want your bench? So I've always wanted mine in Primrose Hill. Oh. Yeah, I have always an wanted expensive it. Expensive plot. Yeah. We <laughs> <laughs> no. should just go to Dollis Hill. See? No. No. <laughs> no, but it is true. But actually, the way it's actually done, because I actually inquired about it when. Oh my goodness. I did, because when, when my stepfather uh, passed away, when we were at the funeral parlor and we're like choosing the coffin, I'm like, by the way, <laughs> do you do bench services? I did ask her. She's like, no, the bench service is actually by Borough. So you have to contact the council and then they organise it. It probably obviously has a price. I'd really like one in um, Regent's Park in the Secret Garden. It's mm. my favourite with a, like, a nice mm. quote. There's a, there's a lovely bench in there, someone that's passed, um, that says, you have to eat an ele- elephant bite by... You have, the, the quote is, you have to eat an elephant bite by bite. Mm. Very true. Very I mean, true. I don't want to eat any elephants, but no. tackle any problem has to be done step by step. That's amazing. So sweet. Yeah, I think there's something so lovely about the idea of a bench and um, 
being the the platform for these amazing stories to happen after. So you've mm. got like, you know, an older couple, you know, in their late eighties having a walk and sitting down, or you've got, you know, a first kiss or a date or mm. you know whatever it is, but sort of iconic moments like mm-hmm. these benches, you know, around the city are so important and. They are so like giving for that, and the idea of that for me is like I'd love that to happen. Mm. You know, um, that's only ever been kind of the wish I've ever wanted, really. That's cute. Yeah. Okay. Will you make sure that that happens? Well, but I don't know who which one of us is going to go first. I mean, I am older. No, I just hope I go first. <laughs> <laughs> just so I can sort out your bench. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Then I won't be able to and sort out your you diamond. Go, <laughs> if you go first, I will sort out your bench. Okay, thank okay. you. <laughs> I really hope that you don't. I hope I go first. <laughs> um, have you actually have you ever thought about how you'll go? Uh, no. But, I mean... Oh, have you ever had like sure. a moment where you've been like... Because I, I... Oh my God, what if I literally just died today? Yeah, I've had those and I've had... Yeah, so I've... You know, also, I, I feel like every time I go on a plane, I, like, admit defeat already before I've been <laughs> That's taken so off. True. I'm like, do you know what? If I, I go, do, yeah. I go. No, if I go today. No. That's so true. I do the same thing, and I'm like, right, this is it. This is it. If there's really bad turbulence, yeah. I'm a goner. Oh, my God, that's so funny because I do the exact same thing. I'm just like, right, well, you know, this is it. It's okay. I mean, I've had a good life. I've, I've tried my best. Um, and, I mean, obviously... The way that I'd like to go is just like peacefully in my sleep mm. when I'm really old, surrounded by loving family. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that happened to all sleep over the night that I passed away. Just conveniently. Mm. <laughs> Everyone's come over. On that note, what's your next song? So my next song um, is, which one should I do next? Um, okay, I'm going to do um, Nick Cave, um, the ship song. Um, I didn't know the song. Do you know what? A, a dear friend of mine, um, Pixie, actually told me about it years ago. And it was ju- it's just the lyrics of it. The mm. lyrics of it are so moving and beautiful. And it, it's, um, you know, we it, the lyrics are, we create a little history. It's, there's obviously lots of them, but um, I love... Um, we create a little history, baby, every time you come around. Mm. And that idea of actually, I hope in my life that I create a little bit of history for the people in my life who have touched me and, and vice versa. Um, and so I just thought that this would be perfect. It's actually, the way that he sings it, it actually sounds quite heartbreaking and mm. sad, which is quite different to the other songs that I've chosen. I think there has to be a bit of the yin and yang. Mm-hmm. Let's hear it. Come sail your ships around me And burn your bridges down We make a little history, baby Every time you come around That's a real tearjacker of the, of the day. Well, I, I didn't mean to, to <laughs> jerk. I it's just, good. We like a bit of balance. I mean, I suppose at a funeral, if maybe if 
look, if I end up being a, if I end up haunting, ghosting, in the literal oh, right. sense, not <laughs> as a ghost coming back and seeing my funeral. Because that's also what I always think about. Uh, for people's funerals, if we do leave our bodies and our souls continue mm -hmm. on, like, people must come to their own funerals. <laughs> just right? sit next, just to, next to their family. Well, check and out like, what's going on. Who's really crying? Auntie Sally, you know, stop it with those crocodile tears. Or, or, I know or you're like, lying. oh, actually... Obviously, didn't give a shit. Like, <laughs> not How even a tear. She come here. You know, like, oh, that's it. <laughs> yeah. uh, or like, oh god, they really loved me. Oh my god, oh, god. I cannot Thank believe goodness it. people showed up. Or like, <laughs> she forgot about that thing I told her one night. <laughs> After all that anxiety, or, <laughs> or is she now going to tell that person that thing that because I'm not here anymore? So, that, oh my that god, the secrets I, out. The secrets out. That's so um, funny. I'd never thought of that, but I think that that's brilliant. <laughs> Every time I'm at a funeral. I think oh, you must be here. You must be here. Um, so at, at that point, while playing Nick Cave, the ship song, I suppose, is my moment to be like, right, which one of you really gave shit? <laughs> <laughs> Own up. It's like, it's funny because like when people get married, you know, that moment of like, if anyone objects to this, oh, yeah. if anyone has something they really want to get off their chest, now is the time to do it. They're oh, listening. My oh my God. What, like a confessional yeah, at, at, the funeral. at the funeral. Like, you know what? I just want, for my funeral, I just want everyone to be really brutally honest and set the record straight. Like, just, what did you really think and feel? <laughs> what gripes did we not sort exactly. out? So what would you like your um, guests to wear? Oh, God. Uh, I mean, I wear, usually, actually, today I'm not in all black, but usually I'm in all black. Mm. I don't know. I think I was brought up to going to funerals and black was a sign mm. of respect and mourning. But I question that sometimes, though. I feel like it's one of those things that, we, that we've grown up knowing that, like, black is associated with funeral. But I think, who's to say we can't do colour, you know? And, and, and that kind of darkness can be... A friend of mine who passed away... He wanted everyone at his funeral to wear colours and no black to be anywhere near. And it was, it was, it it was lovely, but it mm. was also I don't know. There was something even more heartbreaking about grieving in colour. Yeah, wow. Um, and I also remember a friend of when I was a teenager, one of our um, friends' lovely mums passed away, and. Another one of our friends came in all white, but she was saying I, I actually wanted to lift the vibration. You know, she was a, a really bright woman that, mm. you know, deserves, uh, you know, and she said, this is my display of mourning. That, But I remember thinking, God, that's so disrespectful. Mm. Um, but actually, who am I to say um, how someone chooses to grieve? I mm. guess I was a teenager and close-minded. Mm. Yeah, I think it, it's all those sort of traditions and things. Like, for example, the tradition of the wake I've always found very, um, very positive. Mm. Um, and for, in Spain, they don't do wake. Oh. There's no concept of wake, which I've always found very ironic as well that it's called the wake. I feel it comes from, I think it, is, it does come from wake up. Mm. Um, and the fact that there, you know, you do have that time to celebrate and mm. um, really lovely memories can be made there. And then when you think back to that day, you think of it in a positive way. And I guess all these things sort of add up and help that moment as well. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I also think it's a really lovely time for you to share 
stories of the person mm. that has passed. You know, I suppose if someone's unwell, it's not like you want to sit around and talk about mm. the great, the good old times. But actually, at the wake, you get real time with people where you actually, you know, it's the topic of your conversation. Mm. <laughs> You've just been at the funeral, um, yeah, yeah. and and you get to learn more about the person that's passed. Potentially, mm. are you afraid of death? I think I'd be lying if I said I wasn't. Mm. Um, but I think I'm a lot more okay with it than I thought I ever would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it does frighten me. It frightens me the idea of, yeah, not being able to achieve what I've wanted to and, yeah. and make my mark in the way that I want to in the world. Do you think the older you get, the the less afraid or the more afraid you get? Less. Less? Less, yeah. Kind of like more fearlessness towards mm, it? Maybe like... Well, maybe not I mean, fear less, but... It's inevitable mm-hmm. and just it's it's the cycle mm-hmm. of life. And um, and also I think the older that I get, the more I'm like, okay, I've done, done that, done tick that bucket yeah. list, tick that, you yeah, know. Yeah, that's so like, true, actually. Okay, it's okay, I'm doing all the things that I thought I would do, potentially. I feel better yeah. now, as time think, passes. Yeah, I think I'd... I wonder what will change if and when I do get to have children, if that would make me more afraid of not being around for them mm. um, or that I'm like, okay, I had the babies, I did it, it's okay. <laughs> it's like, bye kids, yeah. I don't care anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I know what you mean. Um, so what's your next song? My next song, again, for a bit of tongue-in-cheek humour and to have a little bit of a shout and a jump about um bit of a boogie well i don't know if it's so much of a boogie as more of a it's quite i don't know this song feels very pagan and primal to me so um i've always fancied myself as a bit of a witch and Mm. um this song i chose because i feel like pagans dealt with death properly um and the real way. The real way. <laughs> um, and it's a bit magical, which I like. Um, so this is um, Witch Witch by Florence the Machine. Hello, me again. This week's episode has been sponsored by Aura, a platform run by my good friend Dave and his dad. Together they're trying to normalise conversations around death and grief by giving people the opportunity to plan and organise their end of life together with their loved ones. Basically, you can use Aura to store and share your end of life wishes, funeral plans, including songs, of course, and some other really important bits related to both life and death. It really is quite something, so if you have a moment, check them out at www.aura.life. Right, now back to the show. That was amazing. Thank you for that. I, it had such a sort of like powerful vibe to it. Oh, thank you. I know, that's why I wanted to pick it. Um, and it's just, yeah, I love the idea of, like, 
at mm-hmm. a funeral, everyone kind of getting together and just not being able to not move mm. around to it and beat their feet against the floor. Just want to like belt out some tunes. Yeah, and, and potentially, I don't know, like have some sort of talk torch that was a flame mm. <laughs> with the coffin <laughs> yeah, exactly. she will be a diamond <laughs> you will all have one <laughs> so do you in terms of do you have any do you think you'll have any regrets i don't i don't believe in regrets no did you say? What? Did you say now? Now I, I just or meant. Did, or did you? Does that mean you did as, before? As of, uh, no, or as, as in <laughs> now I don't. But I don't know about what the point when I die. Yeah. Um. My mum always brought me up to not believe in regrets. Mm. The idea of you can't change the past. So what's the point? Mm-hmm. Um. So I've always tried when I feel like I've behaved in a way that was unfavorable or t- took me away from my path to do my best mm. to right my wrongs and hold my hands up and be really honest, honest and, and transparent yeah yeah and and from there and if that doesn't change the course then, then at least I've done what I can and I don't believe in mistakes I just feel like they are learning curves mm. right you know evolving I, yeah I have fucked up so many times and continue to do so every day mm. but is how I learn, hopefully. Um, all that I try and do is not continue to fuck up doing the same thing, mm. <laughs> banging my head against a brick wall. Um, but even still, sometimes I have to do that. I mean, there are people that times. never learn. Yeah, and sometimes always... with certain things, I think I'm still struggling to learn the same mistakes, but I will continue to until I don't. Um, so, are you going to say until you die? Until I die, <laughs> um, I will be learning and making mistakes and having no regrets. Yeah. Um, my godmother is a really powerful person in my life, and she lovely. is an art. Yeah, lovely mm. Zoe, and she's an artist, and she started making these um, works of art that say, mm. "I'm not sorry." And then she had I'm not sorry tattooed up her arm. And I think there's something to be said for that. Yeah, definitely. It's so powerful to be to say that. I mean, sometimes I am sorry. Yeah. But to be unapologetic for making mistakes and, and then just continue to pick yourself up and mm. try better next time. Mm-hmm. Important. Yeah, definitely. Um, what is something that you'd like to come back as? Um, I'd really like to come back as something that can fly. I'd like to be fly. like a bird of paradise would be mm, pretty cool. I like that. Because birds of paradise, I'd like to be one of the birds of paradise that dances. Right, you know, more like, like a peacock. They, no. That's not a bird of paradise. No. <laughs> the, they, um, yeah, there's some, there's like, it's like a mating call. Yeah. The, the, the men start. dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they yeah. fluff out their plumage. Get their colours out. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> to, and they to dance. fever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think uh, that, that would be, be cool. Great. Um, yeah, or maybe an octopus. Uh, did you watch my the octopus teacher? I have. Yeah. Oh my god, I sobbed my eyes me out. Too. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And I'm never eating an octopus ever again. Me neither. And I love, love octopus. Love I eating love octopus. It. But I've always no. loved it. And it, and actually, I have part. To. Part of the reason why I sobbed so much is because I have loved eating <laughs> But I love octopus. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It, I, I genuinely felt the same way for um, 
any anybody listening out there. My octopus teacher is a is a show on Netflix, a documentary about this guy that uh, decides to uh, go diving every day for a year and then strikes up a relationship with an octopus. Wonderful, and it's crazy. It really is insane. Yeah, they they have a. It's spectacular, mm. I would say, and so beautiful. It's really touching. And a really good watch in terms of, you know, our relationship with nature and mm. and how even the most sort of alien-y of fish that we can imagine, which is a mollusk anyway, but even, the, you know, kind of we're so quick to not dismiss them, but, yeah, we, we don't see them as, as big as maybe other animals as well. And that or having really, feelings. Yeah, and, and, and emotions. You watch- you watch this octopus feel. Yeah. Like, oh, God, it's... It's insane. Mm, it's a great watch. So we are coming on to our last song, Daisy. Our last song. So I saved my original funeral song for mm-hmm. the last one um, because I always felt like this was a really lovely, lovely song to play at my funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly down to the lyrics and also um, being by my favorite, Frank Sinatra, um, and I've chosen Fly Me to the Moon. Um, so fitting. And Yeah, and I love the idea of once you pass away to go and play amongst the stars mm. and to go and peep at what the planets look like mm. and with your own eyes. Um, and I, I, this has been my funeral song for as long as I can remember. So, So here it is, just for you. Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars And let me see what spring is like On Jupiter and Mars In other words Hold my hand In other words Baby, kiss me so that's it. That's it. Um, so my last question is, how do you want to be remembered? I think Frank Sinatra put it perfectly at the end of um, my my funeral song. Um, I just want to be remembered as someone who loved mm. and was loved in return. Wow. You're getting all Moulin Rouge there on me. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's... Uh, yeah, the only thing. Says? No, um, the oh, sitar player sake. says that the only thing in life is to be loved and to be loved in return. Oh, yeah, the greatest love. thing you'll ever know is just to love and be loved in return. That's <laughs> <laughs> so a classic. You can tell I like Moulin Rouge. <laughs> you should put that film on. Um, yeah, I anyway. should. I should. I haven't seen it in a long time. Um, it's a great film. Yeah, but as as a as a concept. Mm. Yeah, I just want to be remembered as someone that loved a lot mm-hmm. and, and loved back. And I think you're such a wonderful human that loves a lot. Thank and you. I think you will be loved back. I bloody hope so. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> um, it has been an absolute pleasure. I've learned a lot. I think these conversations are going to be really good to open my eyes as well to other people's perspectives on these topics. Um yeah. But ultimately, being able to talk about it in a way which is warm and and funny and kind of a bit weird and wonderful, which I think you know we can you know can be said for death in a in grief in a weird way. So, um, 100%. thank you for helping me to do that. 
Oh, it's been my absolute pleasure to explore it with you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in to Deathbed Discs. It's been a pleasure to have you with us, and I really hope you can listen to the next one. If you'd like to write in about anything that we've talked about on the show or even want to send us your own song choices, you can email us at deathbeddiscs at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at deathbeddiscs. This show has been produced by Audio Commune and sponsored by Aura. And lastly, don't forget to tune into our Spotify Deathbed Discs playlist where you can listen to all the songs in their full, uncut and beautiful glory. Until next time, take care and see you soon. <laughs>